Welcome back, fight fans. Welcome back. Canelo Alvarez has beat Triple G. The King is officially back. He dominated Triple G. And look, let's break it down honestly and objectively as possible. And I'm here with my co-host, Miss Spicy Boxing. Talk to the people, Miss Spicy. Hey. So now look. Now look, Miss Spicy, we had a great fight. Canelo Alvarez, Triple G, the trilogy. Break down what you saw in this fight. Okay, I want to start off first with, I, I like Triple G. I have nothing against Triple G. Um, the first fight, I, I clearly saw Triple G winning. Second fight, it was really close. It was either a Triple G or a draw to me. Um, but this fight basically just did it for me, right? This this was a clear victory for Canelo. There was no question about it. There was no robbery questions. Um, did I feel bad for Triple G? Yeah, because you know he I have a soft you know he has a soft spot, um, or I have a soft spot for for Triple G. But um, I think that this fight was definitely a definitive fight. I don't think there shouldn't be any narratives made about this fight about you know Triple G being robbed or anything like that. Um, just because. It was just so clear. I mean, Canelo was quick. He, his defense was on point. He was confident. He dominated this fight from beginning to end. Triple G won. I would only give one round to, I'm sorry, Canelo won. I would only give one round to Triple G. And, and look, I'll tell you what, there was a couple of close rounds in there. But the way I had it is I had it 10-2, Canelo, Triple G. I had Canelo Alvarez 10 rounds to Triple G's two. And there were some other competitive rounds, but Canelo Alvarez still won them. A round can be competitive, and the guy still wins the round. I mean, Triple G, it, let's just be honest. He's a good fighter. He's a Hall of Fame mm -hmm. fighter. He's a top fighter. And I don't think anybody was going to knock out Triple G tonight. At the end of the day, Triple G has an iron granite chin, and people are putting out narratives about Canelo because he did knock out a guy who's never been dropped and never been knocked out and never even been significantly hurt in his entire career. Mm -hmm. So why would we create a narrative and make it to be the point where Canelo has to knock this guy out or it's a failure? That's that's ludicrous. That's stupid. I mean, you see prime fighters. Not, I mean, was it a failure that Devin Haney could knock out a prime Cambosis? <laughs> but Cambosis is a D-level fighter. But, but that's a slap in the face because we all know that Triple G is, is a Hall of Famer. You know, Triple G has done so much in his career as well. And so for you to say, oh, well, you didn't knock him out, it's going to be hard to. Well, the, the point, why would somebody do that? The only reason somebody would do that is to take credit for Canelo Alvarez. I mean, let's just, that's, that's all. They want to take the credit from Canelo. They want to talk down on him. They want to mistreat him. This is all this is about. We need to give credit where credit is due. Canelo Alvarez is the king of 168. He's undefeated at 168. That's his best weight. He took a shot at trying to knock out Gennady Golovkin. It didn't work. Didn't matter. He still dominated the fight. He did. This is exactly what we needed. And he's and, and this is the one thing that people tend to forget. Canelo Alvarez was coming off of a loss. When you come off of a loss, fighters take tune-ups. Fighters, you know, do things like that. Canelo Alvarez came off of a loss, and he also came down in weight. Those are two significant things. He came off of a loss, came down in weight. And we also learned that Canelo Alvarez has a hand injury that he's been dealing with since the Caleb Plant fight. That was also significant. We also learned that Canelo Alvarez has not been able to run or do road work since the last Triple G fight because he had knee surgery. He's not been the same in that regard. So this is the first time in his first camp 
In all those years where Canelo Alvarez has been running three times a week. And even with that, even with that still, Canelo Alvarez's body is extremely tired. He needs rest. He's fought, what, four or five champions within the last two years? That's a lot of work, a lot of top-level opposition. He's right. His body needs rest. He needs surgery for that hand. And yet he still came in there and put on a dominant performance against a unified middleweight champion in Triple G, who's still naturally the bigger man. And that speaks to his character of him wanting to be the best of the best. He's not scared. He's not going to let a tear, you know, stop him from doing what he wants to do. And he's not going to let a tear stop him from giving the fans the fight that everybody. So, look, here's, here's the funny thing. People say, oh, we don't want to see this fight with Triple G. Canelo. We don't want to see it. Then I see all these people in the stands. I see people rushing to the way in. I, I was see... one of them. I'm like, why do I want to see a third Triple G fight? I don't care to see but it. You but you were tuned in. Oh, yes. At the very and you end, were I'm hooked. like, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm and ready you were for hooked. I want to watch this. And yes. you were hooked. Yes. Because when Canelo fights, those are events. That's why he's the yes. face of boxing. I was... I was at the edge of my seat because at some point I really thought that Triple G could go down. I mean, in, in the last couple of rounds, you know, Triple G was holding a lot, you know, and that also speaks to the fact, you know, people want to see this knockout, but there's a reason why Triple G was holding. So I, I think that, you know, had there, and you could tell at the end, you know, both, both of them were tired, but Triple G knew he could be seriously hurt. Oh, he he could, knew yes. he was in there with a dangerous opponent. Whether he'll admit it or not, he knows Canelo Alvarez could have stopped him, could have hurt him. And that's why you've never seen Triple G holding guys. You've yeah. seen Triple G run through guys. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's a testament to how great Triple G is. And at 40, I don't expect Triple G to be a guy that doesn't need to hold. I don't expect him to be a guy that's just trying to run through Canelo. At 40, I don't expect that from Triple G. But I've heard all kinds of narratives about Canelo Triple G were like, oh, you know, Deontay Wilder gets credit for beating Luis Ortiz, but Canelo doesn't get credit for beating Triple G. And I'm like, first of all, Triple G's a Hall of Famer. He's a current unified middleweight champion. He's a former two-time middleweight champion. He's a naturally bigger man against Canelo Alvarez. And yet Luis Ortiz, when you look at him and Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz has never been a world champion, never had a world title. He's not a Hall of Famer. What? Why, why is there even a comparison to giving Wilder credit and, and not giving it to Canelo. Like, I don't understand well, this I mean, nonsense. You're talking about, oh, Canelo beat up a 40-year-old Triple G. But Walter beat up a a 60-year-old Luis Ortiz? And, Who and, has accomplished what? What what belts has he had? He's never had a belt. He doesn't have an elite win. What has Luis Ortiz done? He just lost to Andy Ruiz Jr. Mm -hmm. I mean, he struggled with Charles Martin. I mean, Luis Ortiz, come on. Like, I like Luis Ortiz, mm -hmm. you know, God bless his family, everything. He's, he's a, he seems he's like a, good a genuinely good person and yeah. a good guy, and I'm a fan of his. So when I talk about these guys, it's not that I dislike them or have anything against them. I have nothing against them. But let's not pump up these guys to a point of where we can hold a double standard, and that's not fair to Canelo. Every time Canelo does something, you want to move the bar. You want to change the way things done. That's not fair to Canelo Alvarez. The man's putting in work. He's doing what you want him to do. And now all of a sudden you have a complaint. And um, the, the interesting thing is, you know, it, it is significant that Canelo Alvarez for the Baval fight, that he went in there with a hand injury. Mm -hmm. It is significant that he went in there and he was unable to do road work. It is significant that he went up in weight. All of these things are significant. And the fact that Canelo Alvarez is coming off of so many fights, he has to be physically exhausted. No other fighter at that level fighting that kind of competition, world champions, undefeated, prime fighters,
having back-to-back-to-back training camps, constantly VADA testing, putting in all this work, is fighting that level of opposition. And if you lose a fight, oh, the guy sucks. He's on a decline. He'll never win again. He dominates Triple G. And mm-hmm. I'm having people tell me that, oh, he lost that fight or that fight was close. The judges' scorecards were boo-boo. Oh, that's like, I don't card. understand it. What was going on with that? Like that two rounds? That that fight, like I said, I only had Triple G winning one round. Now, now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And and I can give him two. I'm, I'm, but look, look, let's take a look at this. Jamal Charlo, um, you know, Triple G wants to continue his mm-hmm. reign. Is Jamal Charlo a fight that needs to happen? For who? For Triple G or for Triple G? Is that a fight that needs or is is Jamal Charlo a fight that needs to happen for Canelo? No. Jamal Charlo needs to show he he needs to put in the work if he wants that fight. For both of them. He needs to go fight David Benavides, see who wins from there, and then we can see about fighting either either one but i'll tell you this even if even if jamal charlo fights triple g i don't think that's going to be an easy fight yes i understand triple g is 40 years old i get that he's been on the decline you can you can see it from you know his last couple fights he's not the same fighter that he used to be but make no mistake that does not mean that he's not dangerous at all he still has power he still carries power we still saw it in the fight last night so for you, for someone to just assume that it's going to be easy, it's it's not. And, and that's exactly what I'm saying. A lot of people look at these guys, Benavidez, Charlo. You know, you look at these guys, Andrade. And at the end of the day, you know, we want to see these guys fight each other. Why are they not fighting each other? They're scared. I I do want to point something out though, and and this has just really been bothering me. And, and I know that. You know, age may have something to do with just Triple G's decline, but I also do think that his trainer is just maybe not the one for him. You know, it's he's just declined so bad, and and for you to have a trainer not, you know, Jonathan Banks, what has he done really? You know, it's really what has Triple G done for Jonathan Banks? You know, I I just don't see anything. I wish that he could get another trainer if he does end up fighting someone like Jamal Charlo or Dave Benavides or someone that's, you know an upcoming potential champion right or a hard fight i I just don't want to see that i didn't see anything last night i I just saw triple g getting beat up there was no changes to his game plan there was no plan b there was no adjustments really that were made i'm just not seeing anything from from this trainer look and and trainer aside it was going to be an uphill battle for triple g it wasn't going to be an easy fight we all know that but I don't think Jonathan Banks added anything to Triple G that he didn't already have. I don't think he guided him in any particular way. So I dismiss him as being an elite trainer. I don't believe he's anywhere close to the elite level as far as trainers go. Now, as far as with Triple G, what he does next, he's likely to fight a guy like Chris Eubank. Um, he could look to unify with the guy like, you know, Jamal Charlo. I highly doubt he would ever fight Janabek. Janabek was there um applauding his efforts but we don't know how many more fights triple g really has left in him yeah he and and he you know he may still have a couple more fights right but if he's still he said yesterday he wants to continue fighting but if you want to continue fighting then you have to look at your corner you have to look at what 
who you're surrounding yourself with and it, are they good for you or are they not? Look, I know that him and Abel Sanchez got into it with the money, but sometimes you may have to pay a little bit more to have some peace of mind. And, and in fairness with Abel Sanchez, Triple G has gotten the biggest paydays he's ever going to get with Canelo Alvarez. Three massive paydays. You're not going to get any other paydays probably as big as that. So even if you brought Abel Sanchez back, even on a flat fee or anything like that instead of a percentage, you're never going to have to pay him as much ever again. But I don't think Triple G will ever switch trainers. I think he's with Jonathan Banks to the end. And Triple G says he feels good, says he wants another fight. And I can see it. But, I mean, it really depends on how uh, Triple G goes from here. So, like, let's say he fights Eubank, and if he struggles mightily, if he gets mm-hmm. hurt, it, like, who knows what could happen. If he feels really bad or looks horrible in any one of these fights, that might be his – so, basically, that might be his last fight. So, any fight going forward for Triple G could be his last fight. This is the first time we've ever seen Triple G in his boxing career ever get dominated. Oh, Yeah. He's never been dominated. No matter what you thought about the fight, nobody has came in and dominated him. So that says a lot to Canelo, and that also says a lot as far as where Triple G is right now. Uh, Triple G's a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. But I I think we got to give Canelo Alvarez some credit here. He bounced back from a loss. He got a great win. And this win would be David Benavidez, you know, best win of his career. This win would be Jamal Charlo's best win, Demetrius Andre's best win. This would be the best win for all of those guys. So when people and talk they would, about they would this, be praised for it if this was the fight. So if any of those three guys would have fought Triple G last night, and let's say they would have won, and it would have gone to a decision, they would be praising them right now. Everybody would just be like, "This is you know, this fighter's the best ever. This fighter did it." But then, wouldn't the forty-year-old Triple G still apply? And these guys aren't coming off of losses. They've been, who have they been fighting? And, and this is what I'm talking about. So David Benavidez and his father said before the fight, they wanted Triple G to win. They were rooting for Triple G and they were picking Triple G to beat Canelo. Mm-hmm. After the fight, David Benavidez said, oh, well, you know, this is garbage fight. They didn't want to give Canelo any credit. They seem visibly upset about the whole thing. Now there's a way to go about getting the fight. You notice when Danny Jacobs got to fight with Canelo Alvarez, how did he get it? He was very respectful. respectful. Mm -hmm. He came across a certain way. Uh, You see when Triple G got to fight with Canelo Alvarez, he was very respectful. The same thing. Um, You know, with with everybody else, Caleb Plant didn't say much. Billy Joe Saunders really didn't talk too much. They were in negotiation. Neither did Callum Smith. They had their opinions, but they weren't every day talking a bunch of garbage. When you look at a guy like David Benavidez and his father, these guys are nonstop talking trash about this man. And I feel like they're putting themselves in the same lane as Demetrius Andre. A Demetrius Andre who did nothing but clout chase Canelo Alvarez desperate for a payday. And that's how David Benavidez is coming off. You know, this is a David Benavidez who knew Canelo Alvarez. He knew Canelo Alvarez would be busy this entire year. You knew that. And you knew that Canelo Alvarez said, hey, you got to fight somebody. You got to fight somebody. And what did he do? He still has fought nobody this year to date of any substance. He has all these top fighters on the PBC side. He has Caleb Plant. He has Jamal Charlo. He has David Morrell. He has a lot of guys on that side he could fight. He's not fighting anyone. He even passed on a chance to fight Archer Better Bev at 175 (laughs) for a world title. He said he didn't want to fight him for a world title right away. So these are facts. These these are my opinions. This is just what it is. So if we're just going to be real about the situation, why are we giving David Benavidez this type of pass? Why are we letting him off the hook? 
I don't understand it. Like, why is it okay for David Benavidez not to have to fight anybody and he just gets a Canelo fight? People say, well, that's his mandatory. That fight has not been mandated. You can have, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you an example. I'll give you an example. Virgil Ortiz is Terrence Crawford's mandatory. Mm-hmm. That fight has not been mandated. And as long as that fight has not been mandated, you don't see that fight being forced. That's all I'm happen. saying. That's all I'm saying. So if Canelo Alvarez has not been mandated to fight this guy, why are you complaining like he's ducking? And how is he ducking a guy when he already had multiple fights lined up, scheduled a year in advance? And now his hand is injured and he's likely could be out a long time. What are we talking about? David Benavides, you've just wasted this entire year fighting nobody. So your next fight towards the end of this year better be worthy. It better be worthy. It better be a good name. It better be something significant. I don't want to see you digging in a dumpster for another name, but then you want to trash Canelo and Triple G. Well, he really needs to learn from Demetrius Andrade. I mean, this guy, Demetrius, just talked and talked. And what did he get at the end? Did he get the Canelo fight? I, I know, you know, Canelo said fight somebody, right? Prove that you can fight somebody. Maybe then I'll fight you. He didn't do that. He continued to talk shit and, and it didn't lead anywhere, right? So the same the same will apply to David Benavides. If he does not challenge himself, fight someone that, you know, is an actual challenge, then he may not even get this fight. And so he's just talking for, for no reason at all. But look, look, I'm going to tell you this about David Benavides. He's a good fighter. I think David Benavidez can be a problem for Canelo and a lot of other guys. I don't think he beats Canelo. That's just being honest. And you say, you know, I've seen people say, well, Canelo Alvarez still looked like he had a little bit of a gas tank issue in that fight. You got to realize two things. When you go up and down and weight, back and forth, the last three fights, he's been up and down in weight. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're not going to have a gas tank issue if you do that. Right within your last three fights. It's just, it's just not possible. Which is why I thought that it was best that he immediately gave people a rematch and stay at the 175 and adjust to that and, and get that sense of, I, I need to stay here so that I know how it works instead of going up and down. Because going up and down, it's not going to be easy. And, and, but but the reason why he couldn't do that, as we know, is Eddie Hearn advised him that he had a contract in place to fight Triple G. He needed to fulfill this contract so he could be free to do as he pleased. That's what we understand. Not only that, you know, you you look at it, you go up and down in weight. Now you also have a hand injury. You're not able to run. I mean, my God, your stamina is going to take a toll. That's why Canelo Alvarez is saying, hey, his knee is to the point where he can get back to running. He needs his surgery on his hand. He needs some time off to rest his body, lick his wounds, get back, come back stronger so we can see the Canelo Alvarez that tore through the 168-pound division. So we can see the Canelo Alvarez who's undefeated at 168. So we can see Canelo Alvarez at his absolute best. That's what we want to see. We need him to be back to his best. And to do that, he needs time to rest and heal up and get to a point where he's healthy and ready. No, I agree. I agree. I I think he he needs to. He's done so much. He's been so active, so busy, um, that he he deserves it. He needs to rest. He needs to heal. He needs to take this time, and get to where he is good to go. And and, and there's nothing wrong with that. He can't. He shouldn't be criticized for that when he's already shown you what he can do in the span of what. 11, 13 months, and and you know you're a unified champion. You went up in weight to try to, you know for your legacy you want to leave something behind and and you continue you know to challenge yourself there's something wrong with that 
take all the time you need, get yourself better, and then we'll we'll see you again. And I'm I'm hoping to see the Bivol fight. Um, you know, just because I think the you know the first fight, I think it was something. You know, and he even said it himself, right? Just because you have losses, just because some things don't go your way, doesn't mean you don't learn from it. And you can come back better than ever. And and not only that, here's one last thing, and we'll take it out on this note. Look look at it. Maybe this is a gift in disguise that we're just not really looking at it. I mean, if Canelo Alvarez, right? Just mm-hmm. follow me here. If Canelo Alvarez is looking at a guy like Dimitri Bavall and and he said, look, I got this hand injury. I need to, you know, get surgery on it. And it may put me, push my return date back until later in the year. If that's the case, w- shouldn't we be happy about it? I mean, look at Dimitri Bavon. He has to face Gilberto Sordo Ramirez. Mm-hmm. And if he beats him, he has a chance to go undisputed with Archer Better BF, a fight that everybody's asking for. So wouldn't you want him to have a chance at unifying, becoming undisputed? And then Canelo Alvarez can take him on at his absolute best right after that. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that make sense? So now you got Canelo at his best, Bavol at his best, and we got the fight that we want to see in a rematch. This could turn into something spectacular. But I think so many times you get so many people that don't want to look at the truth, that don't want to see things for what they really are. And these guys are top-level athletes. Everybody needs a break. Everybody needs a rest. And, I mean, look, most of these guys' favorite fighter is not even fighting at this level consistently. So I don't like the, the critiques and criticism. When Canelo Alvarez is doing more than everybody else, keep the hate to yourself. Because men lie, women lie, but the facts don't lie.